0: amen isn't that a blessing this morning I appreciate the good testimonies appreciate the presence of God I want to preach this morning from Luke chapter number 10 it's been good to be here hasn't it and uh, I tell you what's on my heart this morning Uh, Brother Clarity was testifying there and it just fell right in sync with what's on my heart and what's been done this morning and so I believe uh, all that would be in order this morning Luke chapter number 10 if you'll stand with us I'd like to read just a few verses of Scripture and have prayer, and then you can be seated. Amen. Thank you so much for giving in the special offering this morning. We'll let you know uh, tomorrow, but I'm sure after the offering tonight, Brother Wilson always is good about giving us an update on realms so you can see what the offering is. And so we praise the Lord for your sacrificial giving. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 38. The Bible said, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was covered about and much serving and came to him and said, "Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me." And Jesus answered and said unto her, "Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful: and Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away." from her. Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless the reading of thy word. I pray the Holy Spirit the Lord would take the message and speak to us and speak through us this morning and may your will be done in all of our lives and we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want to draw your attention to verse number 42 this morning where Jesus makes that statement but one thing is needful and notice this and Mary hath chosen that good part. I want to preach this morning on the good part of serving Jesus the good part of serving Jesus you see our story this morning is centered around Jesus and the two sisters of Lazarus when you think about this passage and where it takes place at it takes place in late December at the time of the Feast of Dedication Lazarus is probably at Jerusalem at that feast and Christ is here he's going to be crucified next spring uh, during the uh, right after the peace of the, or the feast of the Passover and so Jesus visits their home In Bethany, on the Mount of Olives near Jerusalem, and Christ is getting ready. He knows that uh, during that time in the springtime, before Passover, he is going to be crucified, and he knows that his time is just for a little season. No doubt, he loved this place; he frequented many times, and he loved this family. And what I want you to notice here is that Martha's name is mentioned four times in this text. Uh, uh, Martha, we know that she is a worker, and we know that she has seen him this text as a worker and Mary is a worshiper and she has seen in this text as a worshiper and you know we need both of them in our churches today Uh, we need folks that will get involved and that will be a worker and we need folks that know how to worship and have discernment and we'll worship God but you and I as Christians can be both isn't that right Uh, we're to be both a worshiper and we're to be a worker and when we come to this text this morning it emphasizes Martha but it ends with Mary. Amen? It starts out with Martha and Martha and her house in verse number 38 and Martha and her hospitality in verse 38 how that she let them come in and then Martha and her haste in verse number 40 she's covered about with much serving the Bible says but then it talks about Martha and her hindrances in verse number 41. Uh, Martha is hindered. Jesus uses the word here as he says Martha Martha thou art careful and troubled about many things. You see, if you and I are not careful, we can get troubled about a lot of things uh, and it can hinder our worship. Can I get an amen right there? You see, there were things in this text uh, uh, that troubled Martha and those that was in the house. Uh, there was things that troubled Martha that only Martha could see. And there was things that troubled Martha that everyone in the house could see. And then there was things that troubled Martha that only Jesus could see. And that was something deeper in the house. Uh, but it was in Martha's heart it was in her house amen and Martha is troubled about many things in fact Christ uses that word in verse number 41 when he said thou art careful and troubled about many things you know what that word careful means Uh, it means to be drawn in many directions amen I'm telling you have you ever felt like in life uh, uh, you were just being torn in several different directions Uh, it seemed like the harder you tried uh, and the harder you worked uh, it just seemed like the more you played God, uh, it seemed like you more you got go- more going on than what you know how to handle. And if you're not careful, you know what will happen. Uh, you'll get so covered about. Uh, you'll be so careful about so many things uh, that it will affect your life. Uh, and you'll miss out uh, on the good part of serving Jesus. Amen. You see, Martha is troubled in this text. And, and she's troubled about uh, her service, talking about uh, in verse number 40 the Bible said that Martha was covered about notice this, much serving amen, a service had caused her uh, to be extremely busy but it also had caused her to be extremely burdened uh, and extremely bothered now listen I believe we ought to be busy in the work of God, somebody say man I don't think there's no place for laziness and I don't think there's no place uh, for you and I as Christians to just find a, a seat of comfort and a seat of ease and, and we've got to guard against apathy and complacency and if you're here this morning and you're not doing anything for God and you're saved then you need to get busy amen Uh, but I want to tell you you and I have to be careful uh, that we don't let business become a burden amen Uh, you say how do you do that preacher I'm telling you listen when business causes us to take our focus uh, off the good part of serving Jesus uh, uh, then it becomes a hindrance in our life Uh, it doesn't mean we're supposed to sit down it doesn't mean we're supposed to quit serving Serving god but what it means is uh, is that we've got to find time to get back to the good part we have to re- we have to prioritize our life uh, and put the first things first can I get a witness like right there you see service uh, had become such a burden instead of blessing amen and when you run in the energy of the flesh uh, and you deny yourself your walk with God uh, you may be doing a handful of good things uh, but what happens is you'll backslide in your heart uh, and my friend listen you'll become troubled uh, about the things that you're serving God about. Amen. You remember when you got right with God and you got on fire for God? And you just wanted to do anything to please the Lord. You just wanted to serve God in any capacity. You didn't need a title. You didn't need a trophy. You didn't need a gift. You didn't need any glory. It wasn't about gain. It was just about being a part of the work of God. And anything you could do, you know how you did it? You did it with joy. Amen? But if you're not careful, you'll let the things of life uh, uh, rob you of that joy. And you'll do that same thing that you started out, that you enjoyed it so much, uh, and now it's just a burden. Now it's no longer a blessing. Uh, She's troubled about her service and then notice in verse 40 she's troubled about her sister amen the Bible said that Martha was covered about much serving and came to him and said Lord dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone I notice in this text how that she approached Jesus and then she accused him by saying dost thou not care that my sister has served me left me to serve alone and she answered him you think about this Martha interrupts Jesus she interrupts the Lord in an important conversation uh, uh, to talk about her sister. Uh, She's mad at her sister because uh, she doesn't think her sister is doing what she ought to be doing. She doesn't think she's doing enough. You know sometimes uh, when you get troubled about a lot of things in life, uh, you'll look at what you're doing and then you'll look at somebody that's not doing anything and you'll get your eyes on them uh, and it'll rob you of your own joy and your own blessing in life. You say, Brother Gravely, how do you know that? Because I've been there and done that and every one of us has and I've been there more than one time can I tell you that I don't like to confess but I think we ought to be honest and uh, we ought to get real this morning amen hey if you got your eyes on somebody other than the Lord you need to read Psalms 121 and verse 1 the, the whole chapter where the psalmist said I'll lift my eyes unto the hills uh, from whence cometh my help uh, my help cometh from the Lord uh, hey get your eyes off people and get your eyes on the one uh, and it'll never disappoint you They'll never let you down. They'll never leave you behind. I'm saying quit looking at others. Quit looking at circumstances and start looking up. He's a lifter up of our head. Hallelujah. I'm saying this morning, she got her eyes on her servant. She got her eyes on her her sister. It troubled her. She's troubled about her servant. She's troubled about her sister. Now, listen to this. She's troubled about her Savior. You say, what do you mean? Well, I'm telling you, she comes to Jesus in this text and she's disappointed in him because he's not making Mary do enough. You see what happens so many times. uh, uh, Listen, if we're not careful, our service can become about us it can become about others uh, rather than it be about him the bottom line in this text is it really shouldn't matter to Martha what anybody else in that bill that house is doing if she is doing what she is doing for Jesus uh, then that's all that really matters amen I'm telling you this morning I hope everybody in this church gets help I hope everybody in this church leaves blessed this morning I hope none of you sleep through the sermon I hope none of you listen get your mind on everything else and God knows I hope that nobody turns a cell phone on while I'm preaching. Can I get an amen right there? I hope you got your mind on God. I hope you've not got so used to my mannerism and voice uh, that you don't hear the voice of God. But the bottom line is, uh, I wish you'd say amen when I preach. Uh, not because I need it, but because you need to practice, amen. Uh, and the church needs to stay alive. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, I'm not preaching for amens. Uh, I'm not preaching to help somebody. I'm not preaching to get a pat on the back God knows that this morning with a King James Bible in my hand. I'm telling you this morning for one reason. I'm preaching this morning that God may be honored. That God may be glorified. That God may be magnified. I'm telling you this morning if I'm not going to preach for that purpose and that alone I might as well shut my Bible and go to the house because everything else is in vain. I'm not doing this for you and I know you're not doing this for me. We got to do it for a him, hallelujah, this morning. Too many times it's easy. And preachers can be worse than anybody. Hmm. I had this conversation with somebody this week. Or they're in this building and you know who you are. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm not preaching to you, praise God. It's amazing how you can talk to somebody. And I came this morning, and I'm going to be honest with you, I had no idea what I was going to preach this morning. I was sitting down there 15 minutes till 10. Here's what I was doing in my iPad. Lord, help me, help me, help me. Now, don't judge me unless you've ever been there. When you're looking through your own sermon outline books to try to find something to preach, you're desperate. I mean, but, but this morning, it just popped out. I hadn't preached this sermon in years. And God said, preach that this morning. I don't know all. I listen, you're as surprised as what's in this message as I am if you want to know the truth. But I'm telling you, God said, right there it is. Preach that this morning. And I'm telling you this morning, amazing how God just brings things together. You see, the problem wasn't Mary. The problem was Martha. Martha wasn't doing a bad thing. She's doing a good thing with a bad spirit. You see, this morning, if anybody knows it, preachers know, you can be doing good things. I mean, if you're a full-time pastor and you're not lazy and drawing a paycheck and on the golf course on Monday, somebody say man, or in the woods, amen, but you're out doing the work of God and being busy and serving God, then you're doing a lot of good things. But can I tell you, if you're not careful, that good thing is not can sometimes can replace the best thing in life and you can do some good things with a bad spirit. Amen? You know, you can sing a song that's a good thing in church, but you can do it with a bad spirit. Listen, you can come teach a Sunday school class. Uh, You can give your tithes and offerings uh, and you can do a good thing with a bad spirit. You can preach a sermon this morning and preach it with a bad spirit. Amen. I heard it said years ago that people will remember your spirit long after they've forgotten your sermon. Amen. And how true that is. Uh, uh, But Martha is doing a good thing. She is serving Jesus in this text here. But the problem is she's doing a good thing with a bad spirit. Everybody in this house has let Martha down. I mean, Mary's disappointed her. She's disappointed in her own self because she can't get everything done that she needs to get done. And even Jesus has disappointed her because Jesus is not doing in somebody else's life what she thinks needs to be done. Have you ever been there? Man, I've prayed for people that I knew they needed prayer. <laughs> well, it's quiet in here this morning, I prayed for people, I mean church members, that I just knew God needed me to go on their behalf and pray for them because they were so sorry and low down wouldn't do nothing for God. Anybody ever been there? Come on now. And I'd go to praying for them. God, they're, they're lazier than a sloth. Lord, help them. Lord, they wouldn't even taste, if you, gave them, if you paid them $10 an hour to sit in a pie factory and taste pies, they wouldn't last 45 minutes. an hour ain't much no more, is it? $25 an hour. And I start praying for them. Lord, I mean, I don't know why. They they got all this ability. They could do something. And God, maybe you don't pray that way. You pray for me. Uh, But I'll tell you, I'd start praying like, Lord, would you please help them to wake up. And We need them in the work of God. We need them to get busy. We need them to do something. uh, Lord, we we need them to realize. And all of a sudden, God said, hold on a minute, son. Let's talk about you. I don't like those kind of prayers. Do you get real quiet in a prayer closet like it is here this morning? Let's talk about you. Let's forget about them. They're not near the problem this morning. Boy, I'm telling you, God, has start ringing me out. I'm telling you this morning, the good part of serving Jesus is not found in verse number 40, but it's found in verse 42. Mary is in a lovely place. You say, how do you know that? because verse thirty nine said, and she had a sister called Mary, look at this, which also sat at jesus 's feet she 's in a lovely place she 's at jesus 's feet, a lowly place she 's not at the head, she 's not at the breast, she 's at his feet she 's in a listening place. Mary is not talking, but mary is is hearing what Jesus has to say. The Bible says that in verse thirty nine that she heard his word. And and she's in a learning place. Anytime you're sitting at the feet of Jesus listening, you're going to be learning something. Mary is sitting there. Jesus is giving a word and Martha comes in and she she butts in. But Mary is in a place. uh, Stand is sitting there. It's not good to sit in the service of God, but it is good to sit when you're sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. And if you're going to serve uh, before you serve, uh, you've got to sit at his feet. You've got to be in that good place. Uh, I'm talking about the good part of serving Jesus. I like to work and I like to serve God and I know that you do too but I'll tell you this morning if you leave the good part out, if you don't get at his feet, everything that you do for God, I promise you it'll be a burden. It'll be nothing but a noose around your neck. I'm going to tell you the work of God is busy work and it's laborious work and there's more to be done than we have hours in a day to do it. I'm talking about this morning we need everybody, don't we? We need everybody in this church to be serving God we need everybody to be busy but more than that we need every Christian in this building this morning we need you to have a personal devotional time and you need that this morning you need to get along with God you need to have a place of prayer you need to have a regular Bible reading time you've got to see the importance uh, that the best part of serving Jesus you know where it is uh, thank God for the field uh, and thank God for the fight uh, but the best part the good part is at his feet hallelujah you'll be better in the field uh, and you'll be better in the fight uh, if you'll get to his feet uh, and serve the Lord there worship God there hallelujah you know why a lot of our services in our churches in our modern-day churches today are so dead and why many times the fire has went out in a lot of places I'm gonna tell you why because people are so busy in their lives I dare say this morning everybody in this building has a schedule growing up as a kid it didn't seem like it was that way I'm sure it probably was but life has got more busier has not it people are run ragged day in and day out I guarantee you this morning if we was to go around this room the schedules of every single person here is probably more than you want to think about and please don't think about it these next few moments don't think about your schedule. I'm telling you this morning, the devil's greatest tool in the life of a believer, you know what it is? Distraction. The devil will gladly fill your calendar if you'll let him. Because what he wants to do, and they're not bad things, I guarantee you this morning, I'm preaching to a crowd of people that everything you're doing has a worthy cause behind it. But it's not the good part. When the church had power. You know when the church had power as a whole I'm talking about? When people spent time at His feet. There was no begging people to save men or testify. There was no encouraging people to worship. People encouraged each other in their worship. When somebody stood to testify it wasn't one here and one there I'm going to tell you what it was they were popping up like popcorn most of the time uh, and it wasn't the same people and that's not a that's not a stigma to anybody that testifies consistently don't think that this morning but my point to that would be this uh, is that it wasn't just three or four of the same people all the time I'm telling you people come ready they come sitting on ready for worship you know why because they've been with God on Monday they've been with God on Tuesday they've been with God on Wednesday and a good prayer meeting Wednesday night. Come back and got along with God on Thursday and Friday and Saturday morning and Sunday morning before church. And by the time Sunday rolled around, guess what? I mean, they were primed and ready. Amen. Uh, they was ready to go to meeting. They was ready to go to worship. I'm talking about people that worked forty and sixty hours a week in factories. Uh, I'm talking about people that had blue collar jobs. Uh, I'm talking about people that listen, uh, uh, mamas. Uh, uh, that listen, they cooked and they cleaned and they took care of children uh, and they didn't have disposable diapers uh, and they didn't have throw away this and that. No, no. I'm not minimizing the convenience of today. I'm just saying they had a busy life too. But they knew that there was a good part in every part of the day that could not be forfeited, that could not be denied. It couldn't be laid aside. Something else had to go. Something else had to go to the back burner. I'm telling you this morning, there is a good part when it comes to serving Jesus. And it is the best part. Hallelujah this morning. It's being at his feet. I'm telling you, listen, I, I, I couldn't get a sermon yesterday to preach. I had about four new ser- messages or sermons. I couldn't get a message. I had about four new sermons. But every time I looked at them, Brother lady, they just looked like black ink on paper or on an iPad. I said, that ain't going to preach. That ain't going to preach. I don't even know if God gave me that. I don't know where that came from. And here it is. It's getting late, and finally the Holy Spirit said, just go to bed. So I just went to bed got up this morning and uh, prayed and just didn't feel no peace about nothing I said well I'll go to church this morning and uh, we'll see what happens he said what if you didn't get a sermon well I'm just looking for the good part and the good part might be in the middle of the service that I didn't even need to preach But this morning, I I scrolled down through there and said, Well, Lord, if you don't have nothing for me to preach, we'll do something. But I'm not going to preach this morning if I don't have a message. And boom, right there, the Lord said, there it is. He said, why didn't he give it to you last night? I don't know. What I know is when I can't find a sermon, I just open my Bible and say, God, I'm not looking for a sermon right now. I just need to hear from heaven. I just need to meet with you I, I don't know Lord what you're going to do It's your church, it's your service and, and the pressure's off of me I'm just a messenger And I don't got to uh, produce something I don't got to come here this morning and perform but, but God I know I need you And I know if you don't help us this morning We're just left to ourselves, uh, And we'll just go home the same way we came uh, Oh God I tell you, you start praying like that Guess what uh, It goes from, from, from wondering It goes from uh, uh, Listen wanting To all of a sudden you forget about it it's just worship and Lord you're good to me and you've been better to me than I deserve if it all crashed and burned I'd still have to say you've been so good to me you're a good God I'm telling you if I leave the outland this morning and it's just all about him and how wonderful and how glorious he is he'll help every one of us this morning I'm telling you sometimes you just got to get past it and find the good part in serving Jesus Amen. You say, why is that the good part? I'm going to tell you why in verse 39. Because it was a near place. She sat where? At His feet. The feet that would soon be pierced. The feet that would soon walk the Via Della Rosa. The feet that, that my friend that one day all of heaven and hell and earth would bow at his feet. Those feet, those eternal feet, the feet that walked the dusty shores, my friend of Galilee, and the feet that walked through the desert, and the feet that were just little babies' feet that laid in Bethlehem's manger. Mary was at those feet. She was near those feet. I want to say this morning, I've never seen them physically, but I've opened that book, and many of you have too, And through prayer and the Word of God, I felt like I was so close, so close, I could reach out and touch Him. I could hear that still, small voice. I'm saying this morning the good part of serving Jesus is, is being at His feet. It's a nearer place this morning. And then it's a neglected place. In verse 40, Martha is doing a great thing But she's so busy, she's so bothered, she's so burdened that she's missing out on something she's not going to have much longer. Don't miss out on your walk with God. Don't miss out on your prayer time. Don't miss out on your Bible reading. You say, "Uh, preacher, but I've missed some days. Just because you've missed days don't mean you have to miss out. Is that right? So I didn't pray Thursday. I didn't read my Bible Thursday. And I didn't read it Friday. Well, don't quit Sunday. Just because you quit, don't quit. Just because you missed a day here and a day there, I'm telling you if I had it my way, my children and grandchildren, they could come by the house every day and see me. And when they come, they can stay until I'm ready to go to bed. And they can stay even after that. Till I get up the next morning they can stay as long as they want. I enjoy their presence. I I enjoy them being there. I want them to come by every day. Uh, But listen, uh, uh, just because they miss a day here and they miss a day there, uh, listen, that doesn't mean uh, there's a sign in the front yard that says don't ever come by because you fail. Don't ever come by because you miss." I want to tell you that's the way it is with God. Amen. I don't ever want to miss my time with him. But if I do I don't have to quit. You know why? Because that throne, you know what it is? It's a throne of grace. Amen. And at that throne of grace you're going to find mercy and you're going to find grace to help you in your time of need. I tell you storm the door of the throne room every day. And when you failed and come up short remember there's still a good part that's waiting on you today don't neglect it today because you missed it yesterday hallelujah I want to say this morning it's the good part because it's a near place it's a neglected place and then it's a good part because it's a needful place look at verse 42 Jesus didn't say two things were needful or three things were needful do you ever feel like this that if you could ever get it all done in one day, that that would be a good day? Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like if you could just finish everything in one day and sit down at the end of that day and just take a deep breath, well, that'd be a good day. That's not a good day. You know what day that is? That's an, number one, it's an unrealistic day. Number two, that would be an exhausting day. You're never gonna get it all done. Care how many loads of clothes you wash? There'll be another load. I don't care how many dishes you wash, and thank God you wash dishes. There'll be more dishes. Care okay, how many times you cut the yard? Grass still gonna grow. You shine that car until I mean you could you could brush your teeth in it. But I'm gonna tell you something. It's still gonna get dirty. Every day I wash my car, it rains the next day. Anybody like that? Or an hour after I washed it. Or somebody washed it. (laughs) You're never going to get it all done. Now, that don't mean let it all go, but what it does mean is this, is that there is a place in all of our life that's more needful than the clothes, than the grass, than the car, than even the job, There's a needful place in my life that my entire family depends upon. They need me to go to that place every day. You see, my family's life is not affected if the grass don't get mowed today. And I like it always mowed. I'm the kind of person that listen, probably if I retire one day and don't have anything to do, I don't know if that'll ever come. I'm the kind of person that'd blow all the leaves up, and if three fell an hour later, I'd get out there and blow them up. You know, that's just how I'd live if I could, but that's not. You know what happens? They're going to keep coming. That's not needful. Hey, it's not needful. Your house don't need to look like a pigsty. But it's not needful that everything is picture perfect. It's not needful that that everything in this society is just so, so, with every, with every I dotted and every T crossed. I'm going to tell you, you'll run yourself crazy trying to live your life like that. And even if you do, I'm going to tell you something. It don't change the people's world around you. I'm going to tell you what it'll do to you. to make you miserable. And everybody around you miserable. But there is a place this morning. It's so needful. That your children, your grandchildren, your spouse, your church, your pastor, your Sunday school teacher... The world around us, they need you to go to that place every morning. They need you to go to that place if you can't in the morning. They need you to find it in the afternoon. They need you to find it before you go to bed. And maybe some days you can stay there longer than others. Maybe some days it's for a long time. Maybe some days it's only for a little while. But I want to tell you it's the good part of serving Jesus. It's a place where you lay your burdens down. It's a place where your prayers are answered. It's a place where you learn how to walk and to worship God. It's a place where you find peace and comfort it's a place where answers are given it's a place thank God where needs are met it's the most needful place it's a good place it's a place and when I don't have the answer I find this out he just is my answer he is my answer it's the place that when I don't know the way and he's not telling me the way I just in that place I find out Lord you are the way There's things that we're all facing this morning that we don't know the answers or the outcome to. But I'm going to tell you something. Getting with God makes everything better. Getting with God takes all the frustration out of life. You can go to God and your burdens be be weighting you down. But that needful place, if you can just get there, if you can just get along with Him, if you can just find... That place and get with him and get at his feet. Mary is saying nothing in this text. She's just in the best place you could ever be in. You ever been in a place where you just, words wouldn't, you just didn't have anything to really say to God because you didn't know how to say it. You didn't know how to express what was going on, but you just found your place. You got along with God as as Paul said, he gave you peace that passeth all understanding. It's a nice place. She chose the good part. There's peace. And then I finally I close with this. It's a now place. Jesus said, notice, this is the greatest phrase, I think, of the entire text. It's the last phrase. Look what Jesus said. Which shall not be taken away from her. You know what Jesus said here? Mary, Martha. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I know you need help I know you've got a lot going on in the kitchen in there I know there's things that's got to be done if they don't get done then other people's needs are not going to be met but I'm just going to tell you Martha this where she's at right now that's not going to be taken away from her the Lord will never reprimand us for spending time with him When you go to that place, I'm going to tell you what the devil will do every time. He'll tell you this. Oh, you ain't got time to, oh, you don't have time to do that. You know, you've got to get to work in 30 minutes. Oh, you ain't got time for that. I mean, do you know how much work's piling up around here? You ain't got time for that. I mean, you've got to fix lunches. You've got to do this. I mean, if you don't don't stop what you're doing right now and get out of here, this is going to fall apart, and that's going to fall. I'm going to tell you something. Let it all fall apart. Let it all come crashing down. I'm telling you, the devil tells me the same thing. He tells me every day about this church. Oh, you ain't got time to, listen, you, you can get a sermon. But don't you spend, the, you ain't got time to pray. You ain't got time to, to just read your Bible. You, you got to get this, you got to get a sermon here and a sermon there. And, and, and you got all these text messages and you got, you got all these emails. and you, Everybody's got that going. He'll tell you all that stuff. And you know what my attitude about it is? If it all crashes and burns, let it. Let it. Because if it can, it ought to. If it's all hinging on me this morning, it ought to burn. If your world crashes, because you make your mind up you're going to walk with God every day, it ought to crash. But I got good news for you. Somehow, some way, God always makes up the difference. Somehow, someway, when you choose the good part, know everything don't get done in the day. No Know every, everything don't get checked off the list. Everything don't, every need don't get there. But somehow when you did the good part first, somehow when you, you made time for that, it just seems like things flow better. It just seems like things go better. It just seems like God has a way of working things out to your advantage because you gave Him the best part. The good part, I'm going to tell you the best part of serving God, is when you walk with with him and you fellowship with him and you spend time with him I'm talking about the good part of serving Jesus Christ this morning as we stand Sunday school teacher